Wondery Plus subscribers can listen to the CBS Evening News ad-free right now. Join Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Do you ever wonder where all your money went? Like every single time you look at your bank account? Honestly, it's probably all those subscriptions. I felt that way too until I got Rocket Money. Rocket Money helped me see all the subscriptions I'm paying for, and it was eye-opening. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it all adds up so quickly. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills. Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has helped save its members an average of $720 a year with over 500 million in canceled subscriptions. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. rocketmoney.com slash Wondery. This episode is brought in part to you by Audible, your go-to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like James Patterson's first audio-only thriller, The Coldest Case. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. Tonight, we're here in Buffalo, New York, in front of the top supermarket where 10 people were killed in what's being called one of the deadliest racist massacres in recent U.S. history. As police revealed today, the suspected gunman visited this store two months before the rampage to plot his attack. Terror in a grocery store. The FBI and police pick up evidence as they try to learn more about why an 18-year-old in full tactical gear opened fire in a predominantly black area of Buffalo. Tonight, police uncovering new clues, over 500 pages of hate-filled plans, including what's being called a March recon trip and his goal to kill three dozen people at more than just this store. We have all the new details tonight. And the city in mourning. Vigils, prayers, our interview with a survivor. America's deadly weekend, the church shooting in California, and the man being hailed as a hero. Baby formula shortage, our exclusive interview with the president of one of the largest baby formula companies in the U.S., what he says his company is now doing to help ease the nationwide shortage. Tonight's other top headlines, severe storms, tens of millions of Americans in the path of dangerous weather, Russia's latest defeat. And tonight, we end with a prayer for peace and justice. This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting tonight from Buffalo, New York. 
Good evening and thank you for joining us for a special edition of the CBS Evening News. We're here in Buffalo, New York, where we're learning new details about what happened inside this supermarket behind me. And we have new reporting tonight about what led up to Saturday's deadly shooting. New tonight, authorities tell CBS News that the suspect made multiple visits to the store ahead of his rampage. He called this grocery store attack site number one, and he had plans to continue his shooting spree at two other places here in the city of Buffalo. We're also learning tonight this is suspected gunman taunted federal police online months ago. Well, tonight, this is a community in mourning. Ten people were killed, three injured, 11 of them were black. Those who were killed ranged in age from 32 to 86 and included a retired police officer, a substitute teacher, and a grandmother of six. Tomorrow, President Biden will come to Buffalo to grieve with this community. And it was a deadly weekend here in America. The United States has seen 202 mass shootings so far this year. Four of them happened on Sunday. We spoke earlier with Buffalo's police commissioner, Joseph Gramalia, who's been with the department for 25 years. When you learn that people like this suspect and others are learning this hate and sharing this hate online. What do you want done? I don't know how you stop a lone person who just gets so embedded in this material that develops such hate for somebody. I, I, I don't know what you do with that kind of a person. Um, it's absolutely pure evil. CBS's Jerika Duncan is here to start us off. Good evening, Jerika. I know you've been here all weekend. Yeah, and to think about what you said at the top here, it wasn't just tops. He was looking to do damage in other places. The sheer number of people alone, 10, is enough. But to know that more people could have died is unfathomable. I kept hearing them closer and closer. Tops cashier Kashanti Atkinson says she was at work when the shooter opened fire. She ran to a back conference room with co-workers. They barricaded the door with a table. So you're in there praying that he doesn't come. Yeah, and, I, and I, was, I was instructing all my co-workers to just please be quiet so he won't hear us. Possible active shooter at the top. On Saturday afternoon, police say 18-year-old Peyton Gendron, dressed in military-style camouflage and armed with a semi-automatic rifle, shot four people in the parking lot. He then walked inside the supermarket where he encountered security guard Aaron Salter, a 55-year-old retired police lieutenant. Today, President Biden paid tribute to him. He actually was able to shoot the assailant twice, but he had on a, he had on a bulletproof vest, and he lost his life in the process. The gunman shot a total of 13 people, killing 10. Investigators say he had plans to go to another store after the rampage, but he was arrested. Police also say he drove more than 200 miles from his home in Conklin, New York, to kill as many black people as he could. Gendron pleaded not guilty at his arraignment on Saturday to a charge of first-degree murder. A CBS News source says the shooter wrote a lengthy online post where he described himself as a white supremacist. He even scouted out the supermarket in early March and visited the day before the shooting. Seeing the video in my head, picturing her dropping the ground over and over. Tremaine Bryce says he saw the video of his 32-year-old girlfriend, Roberta Drury, gunned down. I'm hurt. I don't see my baby no more. I'm hurt. Drury was the youngest of the 10 people killed. The oldest was 86-year-old Ruth Whitfield. We're mad. 
and emotional Garnell Whitfield Jr. says his mom stopped to buy groceries after visiting his father at a nearby nursing home. What I love most about my mom is how she loved us, how she loved our family unconditionally. 20-year-old TOPS employee Zaire Goodman suffered a gunshot wound to the neck. He did not want to appear on camera, but did want to share his story. What's the emotion that you're feeling right now? Discomfort, sadness, <clears throat> maybe a bit of regret. Regret? Why? I wonder why out of all the people that, the three people that were spared, I was one of them. And Jerika joins us again. Jerika, I know you worked here in Buffalo for years. How is this community doing? They're trying their best to pull people together. They're offering counseling. They're coming together, as we've seen outside of this TOPS, uh, to help people who are in need of food. You know, this was a supermarket in the community uh, that they worked over 10 years to bring it in. The uh, council, it took them six years, but the community had been complaining, and it's been here almost 20. So you have that aspect. And then I just got off the phone with the mayor, and he talked about the children. The children who are confused, they're upset, they don't know what to make of this, and said this is the time to let them know and remind them that love conquers hate. Sharika Duncan, thank you for all your reporting this weekend and today. Well, today, employees of this supermarket met to get counseling at a local library. Among them was Fragrance Harris Stanfield, a cashier who was working alongside her daughter when the first shots rang out. Well, we spoke with her earlier. I understand you just met with some of your coworkers yes. from the grocery store. How's everybody doing? We're doing okay. It's, it's, it's all about being able to see each other, touch each other, you know, for everyone who's there. If you don't mind me asking, tell me where you were Saturday afternoon. I was at Register 6 in the front end. I just finished cashing out a customer. And you hear gunshots. Mm -hmm. Then what happens next? And then we all pause. Everyone in the front end, customer, associate, everyone alike, pause. No one moved. And then we heard some more. We saw the security guard backing up and responding to the threat. So we knew that we were being hit. And we ran. And where did you run to? At first, I didn't know where I was running. I got knocked to the side by a customer. Where was your daughter at this point? My daughter was still in the front. And I didn't know until I got all the way to the back, because I didn't look back. You must have been in sheer panic. I definitely was. I started yelling, where is my baby? Has anyone seen my baby? Has anyone seen Nia? Do you know where she is? Did you see her? And then they're like, quiet, quiet, you know, he's coming, because you could hear the shots getting closer. So I had to calm down, I had to regroup. How well did you know? the officer who was a security guard. When they kept saying the name, they kept saying it was Aaron. And I'm like, no, I didn't see Aaron today. He wasn't here today. That can't be him. He's usually not even here on Saturday afternoon. That's why I was so surprised that it was him. What was he like? He was a very nice person. Um, he was very good at his job, very good. Um, anytime we'd ask for help or if we felt like there was any type of threat, he, he'd come and, and stay and, and show his presence. Um, which is what we need to feel safe when we're at work. How are you feeling about the fact that this 18-year-old targeted store where you work? I think it's horrible. I think it's horrible. I, I don't like to give my energy to things that are these kinds of agendas, so I don't talk about that part as yeah. much as I talk about how we're going to keep moving forward from this. Um, we don't appreciate 
anyone coming into our community. He doesn't even live here. You know, coming into our community thinking that he's going to stop us from being resilient. And, and he's, he's just not going to get to do that. Not here. Our interview with Mrs. Stanfield. And this just in, local authorities are investigating copycat threats made to other businesses here in Buffalo. There has been at least one arrest. Late this afternoon, the FBI director, Christopher Ray called the shooting at the tops racially motivated violent extremism. And this comes as we're learning more about the suspect's extensive online radicalization. Here's CBS's Jeff Pegues. Tonight, the 18-year-old's online radicalization is becoming clearer. Authorities are combing through a series of online posts in which he allegedly called the top supermarket attack Area 1 and said he was indoctrinated by racist propaganda that he saw on extremist websites during the COVID lockdown. Last year, FBI Director Christopher Wray called such individuals the greatest terrorist threat in the country. Because they act alone and move quickly from radicalization to action, often using easily obtainable weapons against soft targets. Months before Saturday's shooting, the FBI had been funneling more of its resources to domestic terrorism cases, which more than doubled from about 1,000 to around 2,700 investigations. While white supremacist propaganda has surged online, on the airwaves, and in print, according to the Anti-Defamation League, in 2021, hateful propaganda appeared in every state except Hawaii, with the highest levels reported in Pennsylvania, Virginia, and Texas. Oren Siegel, who tracks extremist activity for the ADL, says white supremacists have been recruiting by pointing to a racist concept called the Great Replacement. You will not replace us! The concept being that white people, whether it's white Europeans or white Americans, are being replaced by immigrants, by Muslims, by people coming from Africa and Arab countries. It is a concept taking root in American politics. Wyoming Representative Liz Cheney today harshly criticized her fellow Republicans for what she said is enabling racist ideology in their ranks. And these racist doctrines are the common thread among mass shootings. From October 2018 in Pittsburgh to August 2019 in El Paso to now Buffalo. Even today online, the ADL says like-minded people aren't condemning the suspect's actions, just the opposite. He is now a saint. Frankly, it's rinse and repeat with these extremists. They learn from one another and they prepare their social media at the same time that they're preparing their weapons. The investigation into the gunman who was in a cell here behind me continues. The FBI is examining online postings in which the gunman allegedly details a couple of close calls. In one, a speeding ticket that he received during one of his so-called reconnaissance missions. Nora. Jeff Begays with all those new details, thank you. Let's turn now to another mass shooting here in America. Over the weekend, a gunman opened fire on a Taiwanese congregation at a California church. Police say 68-year-old David Chu of Las Vegas is a Chinese immigrant who was motivated by his hatred for Taiwan. We've also learned that the name of the man who, who was killed California doctor John Chang is being hailed as a hero after trying to stop the gunman. Five others were injured. And turning now to the baby formula shortage, tonight the FDA and Abbott Nutrition reached an agreement 
aimed at easing the nationwide baby formula shortage. It spelled out the steps needed to reopen an Abbott plant in Michigan that's been shut down since February. Formula production could ramp up there within two weeks, with new formula hitting store shelves after about eight weeks. But that means relief from Abbott is still 10 weeks away. So we spoke exclusively with the second largest producers of formula here in the U.S. Patrick Sly, president of Global Nutrition at Reckitt, is the maker of Infamil. Parents are desperate. What is your company doing to ramp up supply? For many months now, we have increased our production by more than 30%, and we are now feeding more than 200,000 more babies a month than we were before. We're working closely with the administration and the FDA to try to accelerate additional production and bring on a new facility. Also, to secure additional raw materials that we need for our formulas to increase our production. Your company makes Infamil, a very popular brand. What kinds of ingredients are you having trouble getting because of supply chain issues? Our products are very complex products. They're almost pharmaceutical grade products. And there are dozens and dozens of ingredients that go into our products. One example would be one of the oils that goes into our products was impacted by what's going on in Ukraine. As much as we want to increase the production, we know that we're taking care of a very vulnerable population and safety is absolutely paramount. I think a lot of people are wondering, how could this happen in America? It shouldn't happen in America. It shouldn't happen anywhere else for that matter. And I can assure you, we won't rest. Our teams won't rest until we get every baby in this country the formula that they need. The cost of baby formula is skyrocketing, up double digits in just the past year. Is your company profiting from the low supply? There are some unscrupulous people online that are profiteering uh, from this. We're very disappointed to see that. I know the administration is taking that very seriously. Does that mean your company is not raising prices? We have not raised prices since the recall. Absolutely not. I'm a mother of three kids. I know you're a father. I'm sure you hear about it from people in your neighborhood and your community. People are really scared and worried. What advice do you have for parents? I certainly understand how, how they feel as a father of four and the stress that they must be under. They can go on infamil.com. We have a formula finder that can help them identify places where they can find our products and where it's available. They may not be able to find the exact format or size that they normally use the product. For example, they may not be able to find powder and they, they may need to look at a liquid version, but I can assure them the nutrition in different formats is the same. I would also suggest that they talk to their baby's doctor. Many times the baby's doctor will have samples that can tide them over until product is available at a retail store. That's what I'm telling my friends and family that are calling me right now. Those are some practical tips that I'd suggest parents consider. Our interview with a company that makes Infamil. This spring, if you'd rather spend time enjoying your lawn instead of trying to keep it alive, there's good news. True Green is the easiest and most affordable way to get a beautiful lawn. 
All you have to do is water and mow, and they'll do the rest. Weed control, fertilization, aeration, and even some things you might not even think of. They'll do all of it, while you can do literally anything else. With True Green, you can have your lawn looking as good as a putting green. That's not hyperbole. True Green is the official lawn care treatment provider of the PGA Tour. True Green offers a satisfaction guarantee, and they have a verified best price promise, which guarantees you the lowest price with no compromise on quality. You do you. Let True Green do your lawn care. Visit TrueGreen.com to get the best lawn at the best price with the best people guaranteed. Sweden has made the historic decision to seek NATO membership, joining Finland in a proposal to end the two countries' long-standing neutrality in the face of Russia's invasion of Ukraine. It comes as the fighting rages on in eastern Ukraine. Russian artillery shelled a steel plant in Mariupol where Ukrainian fighters have been trapped for weeks. But news of a breakthrough as late, to, late today, a convoy of buses was able to evacuate the wounded. McDonald's golden arches are coming down in Russia as the company announced today it's leaving the country after 32 years. McDonald's called its decision to sell more than 800 Russian fast food restaurants a difficult choice, weighing the employment of some 60,000 ordinary citizens against the humanitarian crisis caused by the war in Ukraine. We want to end tonight with what has become an all-too-familiar scene in America, a community rocked by senseless violence. What started as a typical Saturday for Buffalo turned into a nightmare. Shoppers trying to get their bread, their milk, strawberries for a favorite shortcake dessert. Their lives shattered by someone with hate in his heart. But as one resident in this community said, we can't match his hate. Love must prevail. There's one story we've heard that is chilling. 72-year-old Catherine Massey wrote a letter that appeared in the local paper here almost exactly a year ago calling on the federal government to address gun violence in this country. On Saturday, she became a victim herself, one of the 10 people killed and three injured. A local bishop had some poignant words here. He said, we pray for guidance, pray for peace, pray for unity, but most of all, God. We pray that justice be done. Reporting tonight from Buffalo, New York, I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night. If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at Wondery.com survey. And now, gambling terms. Push, a wager that results in a tie. Even money. Bet with the same payout as you wager. Legit. Knowing where it's truly legal to gamble in Colorado. You can enjoy legal gaming in Blackhawk, Central City, Cripple Creek, as well as licensed online sports and off-track betting in Colorado. Play legit and gamble only where it's legal. Learn more now at playlegitco.com. A message from the Colorado Division of Gaming. Gambling problem? Call or text 1-800-GAMBLER.